0: Welcome to the Pink Tron. I'm Craig Martin. Uh today we have with us Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking?
1: Uh it's an early afternoon here in California. So I have the all day, <laughs> all day IPA, founders all day IPA session, uh, and some cold pizza.
0: Nice. And we have Brent. Brent. What are you drinking? Hey. I am
2: having a diet coke because I am I am in my car driving actually home from a conference, <laughs> <laughs> and for various reasons I need to stay awake.
1: <laughs> it might not be as straightforward yeah. as other days.
2: Come so, on, can-
1: you're not allowed to drink and drive in Canada.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, really bad idea.
0: So, um
2: cold well, pizza does sound amazing, though.
0: Yeah. So and uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm drinking. I've got a uh, Awakening West Coast IPA from uh, Big Rig Brewery. I'm uh, yeah, it's kind of an interesting taste. I guess Citra, Chinook, and Simcoe dry hop. Anyway, it's uh, it's pretty good. And when I finish that, inevitably, I've got a Velocipede IPA. Bikey. Very bikey.
1: Is the bit so? So the uh, velocipede is your is your race bike, and the uh the big rig is your is your uh fat tire.
0: Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> uh, for you know, I think we've covered this before, but Big Rig was a uh, the nickname of an NHL player here in Ottawa who uh, stayed and opened a uh, brewery and restaurant. Got right. Chris Phillips.
2: Oh, yeah, right.
0: Number one overall pick in a year that was a long time ago.
2: I was going to say like late 90s. (laughs) I think so. so. If we have like another hour, I could give you all the things I drank last
0: night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it looks like like a pretty good time from the uh, short video clip we got.
2: It was a very good time. We had a lot of fun.
1: What were you doing last night?
2: So it was like, this is our uh, local Alberta local politician conference is essentially what we're at. So last night we were at like host events from like companies that supply goods to municipalities, which is, you know, like everything. Right. Um, And then uh, we decided to cap it off with a trip to the karaoke bar um, the karaoke host was like the most surprisingly amazing singer that I've ever seen.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like you, you walk in you see the guy, not to like stereotype, you're like, wow, this is very like small time karaoke bar guy here. And then she so puts on Adele. I'm like, this guy's going to sing Adele right now? And he friggin nailed it. He was amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Yeah. So there was, yeah, a couple, a couple beverages consumed. Excellent. So. Which is why I did not raise race one today yet.
0: (laughs) And neither did I. I, Sean, I don't think you did either.
1: I did not. uh, I will be doing tomorrow, tomorrow noon, I think. Okay.
0: So uh, this weekend we have downtown Titans.
1: Uh, Two laps so yes, it'll be about 50k
0: 50k with four koms and two sprints um yeah this is a this is a beast um i almost wish i was doing it but i'm also glad i'm not
1: fair i'm i'm interested to see what the numbers are like i haven't checked for race one what the uh participation looked like but I would guess this might be one of the ones where numbers are down a little bit uh maybe not down as much as Lorraine or maybe more
0: I mean 50k looks big just as a number
1: yeah so So, uh you we start at the Watopia Pier uh Head over to Titans Grove and do Titans Grove Reverse, which is the steeper side. Yes. Um, which uh, is about 0.9 k at four ish, four four and a half percent. Um, yeah. You finish up Titans Grove, head back downtown, and do the Zwift KOM, which is 0.9 k at five and a half. Uh, come down the reverse you know, the backside of the Zwift KOM head over to the Watopia sprint, uh, and then back back downtown and do it all again. Yeah.
0: So I mean the I mean the interesting thing about the Titans Grove KOM and fastest through segment points is that the segment is actually not very much of the climb. Of getting up there right it's just the last little bit so there's uh yes especially the well i mean i I don't know if i'm dictating what the pack is doing they the the second lap is where you know you'd be trying to drop people there maybe uh a little earlier but um i guess really by that point you've probably got your climbers sorted out
1: so uh just looking at the uh results page for the for race one, it actually looks like I, I guess as you might expect for uh a race like this, there are fewer racers the further down in the categories you go. So there were 16 finishers in A, uh 13 in B, eight in C, and uh seven in D. So and i mean to be fair i think that race 1 is one of the higher attended a races um just generally but i think this is one that that uh does give something to the a racers that they don't get a lot
0: can i throw something out uh, looking at that score sheet um mark john beat scorekeeper yeah what by one single point by a single solitary point yeah wow credit
1: mark john uh and that is something and this does uh if you look at the finishing times as well uh this is one of those ones where uh, it becomes clear that this is a points race because uh the people who finished third, fourth, sixth, seventh, eighth all finished three minutes up on uh yeah. Mark and score Um oh, but, interesting. but uh if you look at the the preems, mm-hmm. think that they were right up there on all of them. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, both Mark and Sparkkeeper know how this game is played for those races, so they would have they yeah. would have been doing the same tailgun nonsense. The guys who were off the front were probably way off the front. Like, they probably just broke on some climb and didn't wait for the group to come back or something. Inevitably, there's a, usually a few A's who just want to go and ride 4.5 for the whole race, no matter how long it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the <laughs> funny enough, the top two, the, the ones who finished at the front, but were third and fourth, both did 4.4 4 and 4.6. So,
0: and I, and I think Mark and scorekeeper had the lowest average power of anyone except the guys that were 10 minutes plus back. Yeah, that's um, yeah. No, they they, um, they played the game well. But uh, holy cow, single point mark over scorekeeper. Uh, that's and, uh,
2: and who won the finish sprint between them?
0: It um, looks like scorekeeper.
2: Oh, interesting. So Mark had him by a few points before they got to the line.
0: Yeah, yeah. interesting. And oh, I will have to look. So I, they were with a couple other people because scorekeeper actually beat Mark by two points at the line, but there were still another two people or three, three or four people that, uh, Mark beat. So that, that could have gone the other way still. So yeah, that's a, that's a great, that sounds like a great race. I wish I'd been watching it.
1: Yeah. It looks like they had a group of seven uh, that they were with at the end. Anyway, uh, we're gonna have
2: yeah. to bring Mark on next week and get the play-by-play, the or the you know, recap.
0: Oh, definitely. At least a, at least a soundbite because that uh, that looks like it was a, uh, a a pretty epic battle.
2: Yeah. With the what are we looking at for times on these two KOMs? They're both like I'm think for bees. It's kind of like a two minute ish, little under two minutes.
0: Yeah. So for the, the A. Yeah, for the A's, they were at
1: um
0: Titans yeah. Grove
1: was 120 the first time and 135 the second. Yeah. Uh, the, K, the Watopia forward was one forty one the first time and one forty five the second time. Yep. Uh B's about one forty-five and one fifty. Um C's about oh come on uh in the 150 145 to two minute range and a little over two like 146 yeah that's real fast i gotta look at that guy uh holy cow and then for the watopia kom forward 208 218 and in d uh 220, 240 on the first on on the first and second Titans Grove and 325 305
0: on Watopia forward oh shoot sorry I was I was looking the wrong way it was 140 I I was thinking 146 on what take watopia kom I was ready to call uh I was ready to call BS
1: <laughs> I mean to be fair that is a super fast time for seat like that that is essentially the same as the fast time in the bees. Yes. So he was, he was cooking up that. He was crazy
0: fast, absolutely. But that's not the same as 146 on Utopia Kom.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh. So I guess, uh, yeah, this is yeah, um, in a group
2: with a good
0: tail gun. To that yeah. No, that, that's that's doable on titan's grove reverse i mean that's a that's a crazy time that that's a very good time but it's not it's not quite the you know waving flashing red lights that uh it would be on um, yeah
1: yeah it's 146 at 5.3 which is strong but not crazy
0: yeah that's pretty strong But congrats, uh, that's, that's a great race. And then, uh, so sorry, we we never got to the D times.
1: Uh, I did. You were just distracted.
0: <laughs> I was ab- absolutely distracted. <laughs> okay, so I guess bike choice on this, uh, you're really going for Aero. Um, probably, I would go Tron. Probably, yeah. but uh, you, you could go. You could go for your fastest road bike and disc wheels as well. Um, I I think if you don't have the disc wheels, it's the Tron or the fastest thing
1: you've got. So you think the disc wheels, even with those with KOM,
0: I would probably I would probably go Tron myself. I'm,
1: that's where I'm
0: um, leaning. I think for someone who is confident in being within two or three seconds of the fastest people in their category, it might be worth the disc wheels because the disc wheels, I think are going to be faster on both Titans Grove and the sprint. How's that for you?
1: I think that's, that's right. Uh, We did just get a, a message from, uh, from Steve saying 10 p.m. works, uh, which <laughs> I think is in 40 minutes, and we've messed up time zones again. <laughs> Excellent. So we may have Steve pop in at some point. Perfect. Uh, do you want to move on to the. Uh, yeah, HBR.
0: HBR. Um, so I'm always surprised at where I find the information for this one. So uh we are TikTok. Okay. Good. That's easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. And... This is this is the one that gets done every four or five weeks, just as a it looks like every
0: every five to six weeks, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh 16 point well. Uh, 18, 19k uh, with with the lead in. Yeah. Um, and if you've been racing, heard beginner racing, then you know this course well. But it's just a the clockwise loop, doing Fuego Flats up, out of Fuego Flats and down to Ocean Boulevard, and then the uh, little climb back up on the the bridge back to Fuego Flats and finish at the sprint.
0: Yep. Um, and I mean, definitely, I really liked racing this course. I really like racing this course when I'm not in shape like right now, which we'll get into later. Uh, but, uh, yeah, th- there's a couple, there's a couple racy spots where you, uh, you know, you can drop people with it, with a big surge on, uh, steep little things. And, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of that.
1: And this is definitely fastest fastest thing you've got.
0: Oh, absolutely most definitely. Yeah, so whether the fastest thing you've got is the Tron or whether you're level 35 plus and have access to disc wheels, uh yeah, the fastest thing you've got. Which takes us to Climber's Gambit?
1: That is, yes. So uh, this is on Big Loop this week. Um, the first, yes. I think he has 14.5k written down. Yep. Climb starts at 4.5k in, so get your warm-up in ahead of time. But the climb this week is uh, the Watopia Epic KOM. So... Yes. It is the forward version, which I think is the one that starts up the, the the long bridge to nowhere.
0: Uh yes, this is the this starts up the the longest, the world's longest bridge, yes. Um and then finishes go, on the roller coaster.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, you 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 go up, you go through the flat to the castle, you go up to the tunnel, and then you've got the yuppie downy roller coaster with that last little climb to the line uh so yeah that's a. this is a fun this is a fun climb there's always yeah no i mean and this is well i think this is probably a climbing bike isn't it uh climber or it's tron yeah. let
2: startle- me do that it's just the one that's on forward is think not as steep
1: the average is only 3.9 percent, so i could see an argument for tron
0: i i there's absolutely an argument for tron i've i know many people have done very well with tron um yeah i i I think you can go either way because it's just really you're looking at a steep ramp a bunch of three percent across the endless bridge um then there's the flat section to the castle, which is not very long. But then you've got a couple downhills on the roller coaster where you will get definitely gain some speed with the Tron over. Here's
1: so I'm I'm actually leaning the answer is almost certainly Tron. So Brent's fastest time is uh is a 2230, which is about 25 kph. Um and if you're averaging 25, I think that that arrow definitely matters. Um, even my fastest time, about a 26 minute, puts you in the low 20s. Um, there is probably yeah. a a crossover somewhere in the in the mid C range where you know a, a climber is probably going to be faster.
0: Yeah, cuz I guess Yeah, and my fastest is probably in the middle there. So my fastest is around 23. So Oh, man. I used to be in shape. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I I think um yeah, if you're competing for the if you think you're competing for the wind in the seas you probably want the tron um if you're faster than that you probably want the tron if you're slower than that then you you might go full climbing setup if you're uh your atheos and millies or whatever else is the lightest thing you've got
1: and if you're dan pedroza you might even want a full aero bike
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> even dan bike yeah, no. Even Dan, I think you're probably best off with the Tron. Yeah, I'm just the, the the differences in speed are very minimal, and the differences in weight are a little bit more.
1: Yeah, but the average speed of of uh, his fastest time is nearly 19 miles an hour. So <laughs> that's uh... wild.
0: Nearly 19 miles. So that's like... 20, 31. 31? Okay.
1: 30 or 31, yeah. Yeah, that's fast. Flying up there. He's crazy. Um. Yeah, so that's Climber's Gambit for the week. That is...
0: And we have... In Mountain Goats, we are running down... Mountain eight. Ooh. Wait, which one is this? I need to
1: So this is a this is a, a mean one. This is a mean one. So Mountain would... Eight takes you up uh the Epic KOM reverse. Uh yes. but instead of doing the bits where you go straight through the um straight through the banner, uh you turn right and you do the radio tower. yep, then descend uh and and the eight part is that you kind of cross over and um yeah, you it, it's it, you you have a bit more uh riding to do on the downhill. This is definitely not a summit finish. The climb nope. is about 30 percent of the way through the race, but it will split up enough that that might be the race.
0: I, I think for unless it's close or unless you have a solo rider with a group that actually works together behind, I, I think it's likely the race.
1: So I think this is, I mean, we always, we always on the, on the lookout for uh bike swap opportunities. I think this is one. I think you get to the top yeah. of the radio tower and switch to your and switch to something really slippery because from there it's all downhill or flat. So whatever, whatever time you're losing, uh, on your bike swap, you're, you might make up just by the end of the descent.
0: You might, um, I think the difference might be if you're if your choice is dropping a group by 20 seconds or making the bike, bike swap. Yeah. But I guess if you ever made it back to that group, that's a huge advantage. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think you could go either way. Um,
1: If you're good at, if you're good at making bike swaps, I think this is a, this is, one that you might want to take a look at. you know, Maybe you, you ride yep. the Specialized Athos, and it's right next to the Venge in your garage, and so you just make a quick swap there. Um,
0: I think you're probably better off swapping to the Tron. Because I, I think the amount of time to get to the Tron is less than the amount of time to get to the Venge and the
1: disc wheels. And I think Fair. your
0: your advantage is more.
1: Uh, in that case, it. I mean that that might just be an argument for just riding the Tron the whole way. <laughs> it might. Except that Radiator. Yeah,
0: that, that that's that's a pretty big addition to the uh, the epic KOM reverse. It is.
1: Cool. Uh, Brent, you want to tell us about Stampede? Oh, did we lose Brent?
0: <laughs> he seems to still be here, but uh, anyway, so we're looking at a story Line 8 while well, we wait to see whether Brent shows up again or not. And so that is 11.9 kilometers. And so that is New York. If that didn't uh, trigger for anyone else,
1: and lots of rolling, um, yeah. Brent's back. Yeah. You want to tell us about uh, your thoughts on a storyline eight? Oh, muted. <laughs> going great <laughs> So Astoria
0: Line 8 doesn't go up to the glass roads we okay. just ride around on the bottom It's but not
2: just the outside you got to do it's like in between
0: It, it is yeah so it's kind of really? Yeah you do the full kind of lollipop up at the top and then the same thing at the bot at the south end so yeah, that's... There's
2: nothing super crazy speed, but you do get Harlem Hill. So that's yeah. kind of your one point you're going to really step on it. Other than that, it's a rolling stuff. Normal New York, right? Nothing's flat. It's always going up or it's always going down.
1: So I'm assuming just still your fastest TT setup since you're on average flat and there's nothing long enough to really make it Feel like you need something climbier?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and it's short too, so everyone will be going fast. Like most people will be going plus forty kph, right? So, yeah, um, put your, get your, you know, fastest. I mean, if you want to take something like the felt because it's a little lighter, maybe than the Cadex, sure, you're yeah. probably not going to give up much, but you know, you're on the Cadex with disc wheels, you'll be just fine.
1: Probably somewhere in the. 16 to 20 minute range uh yeah i think that's right yeah so just for for pacing purposes just think about it that way you're you're in your kind of ftp test mode
0: yeah that was
2: kind so, of the idea exactly
1: yeah
0: so actually uh you don't get hermon hill you go down it I mean oh, you,
2: okay, well then you go up the other side.
0: Yeah, you yeah, you, you go down it so you you go across the cutoff there, go down Harlem Hill, come around, and then you've got to come back up and then so first back up that uh that bit after you pass the ramp up to the glass roads, and then you cut across, and then you've got that second hill after Harlem Hill. That uh, is always the one I get dropped on. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's still like it's still that one after Harlem Hill is still probably like 300 meters at like seven percent. Like, yeah, definitely it does. The,
1: it hits ten percent. So, yeah. yeah,
0: it's it's still nasty. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I don't know. I always, I thought Heinz has already commented that he hates everything to do with New York. I like New York TTS. I don't know. I find it a little more interesting to have some something to shake it up on the course
1: than just the really, really flat stuff. So rather than just riding Tempest Fugit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, uh, I like this. I like New York both for road races and TTs. So yeah, yeah I agree. I'm I mean, not complaining
1: for sure. Great for racing. Uh, annoying for free riding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's never easy.
2: Yeah. So I think, and like I said, we're kind of in the, getting through the first quarter. So the first quarter of these courses for Stampede are all a little bit shorter, you know, that 20-minute-ish type stuff, right? We had Bologna, which is kind of 20-minute for most people. This one will be 20 minutes. Last week, I think we were closer to 11 and 12 minutes. So next week will probably be about the same. Maybe a little longer because it's got one really, really steep, longer ish climb you got to deal with and a KOM. So, um, you know, just people should just be trying to progress, get a little longer, add on. And uh, yeah. yeah, definitely if you've done FTP test, that'll be pretty much your target until you hit the last couple kilometers to try and squeeze it out.
0: I'll have to talk to Matt to what he thinks the. Uh offset is between 5k time and bologna time i know it's plus just a little bit for me but
2: oh i'm i'm under probably on bologna by three minutes i can't run oh
0: i think we lost brent but uh anyway yeah i'm uh I'm pretty sure I am. Ah, no, probably pretty close, actually. Looking at my fat, I I didn't realize I'd ever done that well.
1: As a non-runner, I can say that uh, I I can't remember the last time I did a 5K, so I can't imagine that... uh... It would be anywhere that I could do it anywhere near as fast as I can do Bologna.
0: Yeah. So my fastest 5k is actually exactly 15 seconds faster than my, uh, my fastest Bologna. But I mean, I did, I spent a lot of time trying to get better at Bologna. If you remember my, uh, my geek out posts on, uh, about uh because i I... actually
2: had a really good bologna in week two
0: did you good
2: i'm a little heavy so it was slow but i i got the pacing exactly right i think for the first time ever
1: okay what was that pacing for you
2: i did 280 on the flats ish. so probably 20 watts under threshold for me right now and then i ended up Averaging up the climb, like, 3.38 or something like that. Um, for a total average of 3.19, which is the highest average I've ever got in Bologna, by about 7 watts. Nice. I, was about, I was about two seconds off my fastest ever TT jam. That's got probably about three kilos heavier than the last one I
0: did. Yeah, as far as Bologna, if anybody wants to look at my... uh my old, uh, my old post, I'll, I'll link it in the, uh, in the post here, but, uh, I did four or five, um, Bologna races at almost identical weight and actually identical watts, average watts per kilogram and had wildly different times because my first half, second half splits were different each time. So there's a. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely on the, in the school of save it on the flat and smash it on the climb. Definitely.
1: Uh but I think that the the harder part is you can do a higher average so so I think people a lot of people are like well I can do higher average watts if I just keep the same watts the whole way. Yeah. The point, the point isn't to do the highest average watts. It's to do it the fastest. Yep. And uh, uh, so, for me, the the when I have actually nailed it, I'm doing like 85 percent of FTP on the flats, so that I can do 120 up the climb. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Bologna is not the right. is not the race. Bologna
2: is not the first this week. <laughs>
0: But, uh, and we'll, we'll skip Bullseye for a second because we've uh, we've segued so nicely. Um, so just for info, Marjolein needs to take a little bit of a break from HSRL, and this is the end of the series. So I'm taking over to get to Herd Winter Racing. So we're going to do another... hair hair Hair. give me a head with hair Hair.
1: long beautiful hair Hair.
0: heard autumn race experience and so next week will be bologna tt for the hair the hsrl replacement so all the same all the same time slots um but week one of the series is just going to be the tt and i did just find my post and the fastest my fastest time came from uh 274 watts on the flat and 349 on the hill for uh, bologna so that's a, a pretty big split so that's hair coming next week
1: uh, uh do you, I'm, I'm assuming you're still figuring out what the uh the courses will be overall but you got any yeah, previews
0: no uh i i haven't done it yet so okay. that's gonna happen before the end of the weekend and i will put a post up um yeah probably i might not put the post up this weekend it might be after mergeline's uh hsrl up post cool all right we should
2: probably still do bullseye though
0: we are yes. switching to Bullseye. So Bullseye <laughs> is uh Nyokio crit. Uh, bit. So that is six laps and 13 sprints, I think.
1: That is what it says, yeah. So the sprints on this are the alley sprint uh, and the castle park sprint reverse. Um and they they come in pretty quick succession.
0: Very quick succession.
1: So you do the yeah. castle park. Uh and it is the ooh. Is this the one where you I think it's go, the one where you enter from the parking lot and come into the gate? I think yep. I think that's right. It is, yeah. Uh, You go up and do the castle, and then basically as soon as you come out of the castle, you are doing the next sprint. The alley sprint is the one where you come out of the castle, turn left, and the uh, sprint starts. But the sprint is almost 500 meters long. Um, Yep. So that is one where you don't necessarily think that, you you know, because this is first across the line, don't necessarily think you need to go on that one uh, as soon as you see the uh, sprint start line.
0: Or you can because yeah. yeah. Going early often works if you have the ability to hold it 13 times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're both a little tricky because you can't really see the line from like till you get really close to them, right? So you gotta kinda know where they are because of the turns.
0: Well, remember it, it doesn't matter where the where the start line is. We're no, but I mean, bullse- bullseye.
2: Finishes, you can't really like in that castle one, right? Cause it's around the corner. Oh yeah. You can't see that finish line until you're probably within like 60 meters of it. So if you don't go before you see it, you're probably too late.
0: Yeah, no, you, you definitely, as soon as you enter that castle area, you have to be watching everybody else because yeah. somebody's going to go.
2: Yeah. And then the alley one, it goes like, it does that weavy bit through the kind of brick portion. Yeah. Yeah. And and then it finishes there, but you, again, you don't see it till you're probably, I would say, almost a hundred meters, maybe less than that, before you can see that finish line.
0: Yeah, it's so, a, it's a, it's close.
2: Yeah, I'd say once you can see the where that little market section ends, you got to start by that time, or you're going to be too late. <laughs>
1: Uh, if you do, if you are going all out on the alley sprint, be careful because it is an easy place to get counterattacked. There's a little rise right afterward. This is true. I have learned this. Yeah. I feel like many of us have learned this the hard way. Yep. Uh, this is, it is an, it is a sprint that shows up a lot of times in the kind of ZRL um, races. And um, in those, you are going all out for that sprint. And then there are the people who haven't sprinted who come up, who come along behind and just keep the pressure on.
0: Or have sprinted but can just keep sprinting longer. Fair.
1: Well, if
2: we have like a two-minute ZRL digression, when we did the uh, – um, the McCurry 41, it was the other direction on that alley sprint, Yeah. but I I got on the back in that alley sprint, and then didn't quite get back before they got the castle sprint, so they surged away from me again, and then I chased them all the way down the hill, and got right back onto the thing, I was so sad,
1: Uh,
0: That's
1: it. I was that so proud myself
2: for making that catch, but it was like too hard to wait. We
1: we totally got what you were what you were trying to say there, Brent. <laughs> oh, we got a little yeah, bit of it.
2: Editing, probably. <laughs>
1: no, it's fine. I think it's, it's better bad, that way.
2: John, You could just kick me out.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I There's think a that storm coming. <laughs> that is the end of her racing her this week, but uh and <laughs> uh and, because yeah nobody has entered what next week's HBR is so we are oh yes oh, they have. It's yeah. RGV, yes. RGV. Okay. So RGV looks like maybe one lap. Um so we're missing that detail, but it's either it RGV one lap or shorter than. So
1: yeah, it should be one
0: lap. Uh they've done shorter than finishing around the it's, uh, it's
1: on the it's on the other sheet. It's one lap of RGV at 24 point, well, 25.1k. What do you mean it's on the other sheet? No, it's not. Um I disagree. <laughs> 10.623. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, so it is. I'm sorry. I am looking at I am looking at the wrong sheet. Uh, there we go. Okay, we're good to go. Yes, it's RGV. It's one lap. Um that is good enough. That is actually a really good course. Um now the the, the difficulty with RGV is that it's the beginning is hard uh because that i believe our RG, is rgv the one that starts with uh these intestine um or do i have it backwards? no, no. okay
1: it's, so RGV starts with yeah yeah
0: so RGV starts flat um you've got a long time just stay in the draft absolutely sell out to stay in the draft all the time because it is 130% worth it. Um, Stay in the draft, stay in the draft, stay in the draft. And- Yeah, it's about
1: 12 or 13K before there's any feature on this course, really. Yeah, and then
0: that's the aqueduct, yeah. It is flat, flat, flat. Enjoy. Actually, you know what? As much as it's flat, uh, you can have great races on this, too. So, um, yeah, just you've got to stay aware in case somebody attacks in the middle. Uh, I know for whatever reason, ATP always attacks about uh, 7K in. I've never figured out why they do it, but they do it every race. Somebody from ATP attacks right around there. but uh yeah, that's uh yeah watch for attacks, stay in the draft, don't get on the front and and off you go. It, there's yeah kind of hit the aqueduct be defensively if you're not trying to attack you'll you'll want to you know attack the climb uh defensively so people don't get away from you. And then it's just stay on the group through the twisty ups and downs at the end. Yep. And if you're pretty strong, you want to go as you go under the bridge before the right turn. And if you're not, stay in the draft until after the sprint starts and then go. I think that's i think that's RGV, isn't
1: it yeah
0: so that brings us to uh around the horn and i, I think we didn't really have something coming in so kind of last second i said well i don't really have anything because all i'm doing is training and so then it's was like well let's talk about training again
1: been a while since we've since we've talked about it and i think that uh You know, we're at that time of year where people are, we've started ZRL. uh, There are a whole lot of people who are probably in the same boat as me where they've, they've been riding, but not really in, in full training mode, Uh, get to ZRL and realize they're, you know, not in the shape they would like to be. We kind of mentioned this last, last week in the, around the horn that you know, it's, it's, it's still nice to know that even while you're maybe less fit than you'd like to be, you look back at where you were to start and it's, you know, still leagues better. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's probably about that time of year where people are really going to be getting back into some of the the training for Zwift specific racing. Yep. Well,
0: or whatever i mean a lot of people do a lot more train or training or their riding is focused more on doing either long real life events or long group rides um mountain biking whatever you know nice weather stuff um myself personally it kind of goes the other direction i'm not focused on easy on just completing distance i'm on 30 second races with BMX. So I basically haven't done anything sustained in well since May. Uh so uh yeah it was a, a bit of a shock to the system. I uh I jumped into the same training program I did when I was a relatively new back of the pack C. And uh yeah I, I looked back at my old posts from when I did it the first time and it seemed, it seems that I am actually as unhappy as I am with my sustained power right now. I'm five Watts ahead of my finishing, uh, my finishing power when I did it the first time. So we'll see where it ends up and, uh, off we go. So I've been, I'm a couple of weeks into that. And which, which
1: plan is this?
0: So this is the, the Hill Climbers plan in the the herd training plans. So if anybody's not aware, in the, the main herd group, there is a bunch of files. And in there are some training plans that Stuart Barrington of Rule 71 Coaching very graciously made available to herd riders. Um, and so these training plans are on training peaks and they are very good um they it's yeah they're they're just very good uh hill climbers is a little more advanced but i if you're doing a lot of racing hopefully you're already riding You're you have the ability to ride five to six days a week and seven mm-hmm. or eight hours um if not then he's got a couple easier ones uh, so there's a, there's a beginner plan, there's the sweet spot plan, which most people that are racing should be at least at the sweet spot plan. And then there's um, there's two more advanced ones called the hill climbers plan, which is more about riding above threshold and the stronger for longer, which is you know trying to get as close to threshold for as long as you know below threshold, but as close as possible for as long as possible kind of goals.
1: Kind of really working to extend your, your threshold uh, TTE, time to exhaustion. So threshold isn't yeah. just what you can do for an hour. It's what you can do at kind of steady state before you run out. Uh, and some sometimes that's around 40 minutes and sometimes that's around 70 minutes and you can extend it. Yeah,
0: and uh, I think I extended that out to almost 80 minutes at one point in my life uh, for running. And that was, I mean, 80 minutes essentially at threshold is painful, but uh, that's a really good half marathon time.
1: But it also makes, if you're doing...
2: Uh, How do you get that, like... How do you get it into like Zwift? Like how do you like set it, you do like get the workout into Zwift erg mode to do it?
0: Yeah, so um the Stuart's plans are in training peaks. So then you need to link your training peaks account to your Zwift account. So you need to kind of do that from both sides. You you say I want to link this from training peaks, it will it will link you to Zwift, then you need to authorize it from the Zwift side, and then that will show up daily in workouts for you um so with the new swift interface it will sometimes show up as the for on as the first thing in the for you but uh not every day so i haven't figured out why it doesn't show up there every day but some days i need to go into workouts custom workouts and then there's a training peaks folder but uh, uh yeah it's pretty so easy
1: i haven't used training peaks i assume that there's a free you know, basic account that you can use to to do this. There is
0: a free basic account that you can use. The limit the major limitation on the free account is that you can't move workouts around before the day that you're supposed to do them. So you can't pull Got them it. forward. You can you can move them around a little bit, but it's it's way more annoying to try and move things around. Um, if you haven't signed up for Training Peaks before, I believe you get a free month or few months of the enhanced plan that lets you move things around anyway. Uh, but I'm not sure the exact details of what that offer is currently. Got it. Uh, anyway, I yeah. had... I had terrific results the first time I did this. Um, so this same plan at a lower intensity because my uh, my FTP was lower then. And it was, yeah, I I basically went from two hours to just over an hour on the ALP. Um, I didn't, I actually didn't bother doing a, a test climb, which is what the the measure is supposed to be on uh, on this, but uh, it's yeah. It, basically, that's not my goal anymore. Uh, I just I just want to follow the the workouts because I know this works. And yeah, yeah, I went from one fifty three to one o five in uh... on on an alp. Nice.
2: Uh if and as you were coming back into it, Craig, how did you like benchmark your FTP? Did you do a yeah. test or did you just hit a target? What did you do? Yep.
0: Yeah, so the first week it gets you to do the tw- the Zwift long FTP test, so the 20-minute test. So I did it. I got uh I got a I don't know, I guess a, a number almost exactly what I expected of uh 143, I think it was. And I'd finished at uh, 237 when I did it the first time. So yeah, as it turns out, I'm actually not in that bad of shape right now if we look at where I was in 2020. But uh, yeah.
1: If we look at where you were in in terms of your, your peak, you may not be there, but... <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I mean, when I was at my peak, my FTP was right around 300. So, I I, I want to get closer to that for sure.
1: Yeah, don't we all? Yeah, it's a that's a nice nice round number that I've been shooting for for years and still haven't quite gotten.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, depending on how you measure the FTP, I mean, I got to a I don't know, I guess about a three thirteen. 20 minute, which if you use the 95%, puts me just over 300 at 302 or 303 or something like that. Um, I never actually did the formal 20 minute test. That was in a in a race, but I don't know.
1: I usually just pick mine from a stampede.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that was actually a stampede. Yeah
1: are you going to be trying to get back to training or what's your what's yeah, your fall looking I, like
2: i definitely like you know had the same sort of summer fall off for various reasons you know doing mountain biking or that kind of thing which you know you get worked in but it's not the same as structured work so um, i certainly felt in zrl that like i'm okay but not as strong as i'd like to be at the front of those b one groups so um, I think I, I'm going to try, especially as I think I'm I'm missing at least one, if not two,
1: these last three ZRO
2: races. So I'm thinking I'm going to start a plan here to get sort of closer to where I'd like to be for the next round of ZRO.
0: So, I mean, I would say for a lot of people, um, so I, I was way off. I was at nothing. I, I've been doing nothing beyond – minute efforts for a very long time Yeah, months and months months. your
1: uh your pmc chart looks ridiculous right now
0: it it really does um so yeah uh, i was at i i spent several days at minus like 115 percent uh form and but i feel fine it's uh because i've been doing a lot of repeats at very high intensity because that's what that's what my summer racing is in bmx so it yeah i i i can do that because of what i've been doing um so a training plan makes a lot of sense for me for somebody that's been doing a that had you know hasn't been quite so negligent on duration. I think just adding a workout or two workouts a week like do, do you know the the 2x15 or 2x20 at, at FTP as a as a workout or a above FTP VO2 max type effort um you know doing doing one of those per week uh can add a lot without Without being quite as draining as the 100% effort that racing is. Yeah. So you recover better because you don't go, you don't empty the, you don't empty the barrel quite as much.
1: I think that there are a couple of, I mean, there are a few approaches to this. Um, I I fell off a lot just in, in August and August and September, my, my, my hours fell off to like one or two hours a week for a few weeks. Um, and I lost a lot and the one of the ways of, of getting, you know, one, one kind of training, uh, protocol, uh, is to do nothing just to try and do a lot of duration, a lot of time, a lot of volume, with one or two days of high intensity mixed in um and that has been with the racing series that have been going on that's actually where like the the way that i've been trying to get myself built back up is just go do zrl on the tuesday hsrl and or climbers gambit but probably ideally both on the saturday uh and just try and get as many 10-hour weeks stacked up as i can um because i know that when i do a series of you know three or four 10 hour weeks and then do a rest week and have some intensity stacked on top of that i usually end up getting back to feeling good enough to then maybe start doing an additional like so that's tuesday saturday and then i can throw in like a thursday workout uh, like a threshold workout on top of that um to kind of balance out or or start extending the amount of time that I can actually hold threshold um that's the way that I've been approaching it um and and my my goals revolve around doing you know doing ZRL well in rounds 2 and 3 um but in particular also doing you know there's there's that uh, Fondo down in San Diego that we've talked about a few times coming up in about a month and a half, and being able to hold good power for that so that our I can be one of the people in in our herd group that's like 25 people now uh, to kind of help drag that group around. I've got I'm a big draft.
0: I'm guessing that won't be quite as much of a challenge as you're fearing Sean
1: (laughs) I'm not worried about it I'm just it it would be nice to be able to you know be one really
0: good while you're doing
1: it yeah Yeah. but you know Chris Greenland Sean Varley there's a few of us who are who are going to be kind of big drafts who can help carry everyone around around.
0: oh that's good
2: is that the is that the beer bikes and beer condo is that the one that is
1: um no it's called Ride the Point. Ride the Point. Okay. Um it's it starts and ends in Point Loma, which is one of the kind of areas in San Diego. Um and I think we're only doing the 100k, so I'm again not at all worried about it. Um but it is you know i grew up in san diego it's i've only done a few rides down there and none with closed roads and large groups so but none of them are flat absolutely not
0: <laughs> i've only been down there once but that that was definitely the impression i got
1: yeah the uh 62 mile 100 100k has uh let's call it 800 meters climbing. Um, so it's not, it's not terrible, but,
0: but there's some climbing.
1: There's some climbing.
0: No, That's great. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that I, I think that's it from,
1: on training.
0: It's, um, yeah,
1: I think let's just, just, yes, there are, um, there are the training plans. You should take a look at the training plans if you're interested. And if you're not interested, um, but you are interested in getting faster, um, I do I think that there are a couple of principles that people should keep in mind. And one is progression, right? So trying to continue to do a little more at a little higher intensity or for a little longer than you had the previous week. Um, Consistency, just trying to continue to do similar similar things so that your body knows what it's doing, and rest. So trying to recover from your workouts or your races well, so that you're not overloading yourself, um, but also occasionally taking a, a recovery week because that's when you're actually getting faster. Um, I think just trying to pay attention to those things is where you're where you're going to get the biggest um, the biggest bang for your buck.
0: Well, and I think the other things are ride easy some of the time. Um, yeah, there's there's too many people that you know. There's always somebody going a little bit faster than you are in Zwift, and you always want to chase them. Um, yeah, you, you got to hold on to that impulse a little bit, and uh, yeah, just ride easy. Uh, you know, you, that's probably two three days a week minimum, and I, I think there's definitely, if you're racing, you're getting some of your your super high intensity in, and there's a place for adding a sweet, one sweet spot workout a week for people that are, you know, basically otherwise doing easy rides and, and racing. I think one threshold or slightly under or over-unders or something along those lines, i think that can really help you keep from sliding
1: yeah it is easy it, it is easy happens all the time and always feels weird when you are racing and getting slower yep um and it's because you're not actually you're you if you're coming off the couch or from not having Know much fitness, it's a good way to remind your body, kind of shock the system back into whoa, that like this is what I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is easy to think that just because I rode hard that I'm progressing my fitness. Um, and that is not actually always the case.
0: Um, No, and so I guess the way I'd put it is. A race can be a lot of stress, but it's not always the optimal stress to make you recover the most to become the fastest. Yeah. Uh, So it's always about playing that optimization game, To And you never want it while you're trying to get faster. You barely ever want to be absolutely, completely and utterly exhausted at the end of a session. But you often are at the end of a race.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The the racing training, especially if you're doing a lot of scratch races, is really hard because, you know, the object for 75, 90% of the race is to not go as hard as you can go. Like, or not even be in a zone. Like you actually are trying to go as easy as humanly possible. Yeah. And just hold the guy in front of you. And then for, you know, to, most races, like the, in Zwift, let's be frank, there's not too many people who are going out and riding like the 20-minute climb races every day. There's no. maybe one break point, like a, a hilly KOM or a leg snapper, and there's a finish. But really, there's yeah. like, you know, one 30-second-a-minute effort and one sprint. And the rest of the time, you're trying to, you know, usually, I suspect in Cs, lots of guys are in like full zone two. And then B's, you're probably like right between like zone two and zone three, trying to keep it into zone two as much as you can
0: well i mean it, it depends on who who it is in which in which category yeah. so if if you're it so if you know by ftp or zftp you're kind of middle category but you're a good sprinter you're probably getting pretty good training because you're probably yeah. spending a lot of time just sub threshold trying to hold the group and then sprinting uh at the end of that so if you're able to do that you're probably getting really good training
1: if you're at the top but, you're doing a lot of zone two and if you're at the yeah, bottom you're getting dropped
0: yeah if if the top you're doing a lot of zone two and if you and a few <laughs> efforts if you're at the bottom you're at threshold or plus until you're dropped which yeah. sucks so yeah it's um
2: yeah i was gonna say except for the problem is if you're at the bottom and you're you're usually getting dropped then it's then you're riding zone two again because you're yes
0: yeah <laughs> It's really it's really hard to stay motivated to keep riding at threshold or just under, especially when everybody's riding away from
1: you. Especially yeah. if you've been if you were holding on to this is this is the story of my my ZRL races recently. Is you know I've been at the top of this category, and so yeah, I I still want to compete and try and and so I absolutely blow myself up, and then once I do, I there is I'm I'm riding it. I'm zone one. <laughs> like I yeah. can't do anything else. You're done. And I mean, that's,
0: that's something, that's a certain kind of workout, but what you need is, you know, if that's what you're getting out of your races, then what you need is tempo yep. in in and, workouts. And you've got, you've got to figure out what you're getting in races and then add what you're not getting in a workout or two per week per week. I think that's how to integrate Swift racing into a training
2: Yep. Even if you're a big sprinter, though, and if, especially if that's what you want to work on, even a race isn't actually that good training for it. Because you just do one big sprint. Like you need yep. to be doing bullseyes or a or or you know a sprint workout, right? Like I was listening to a rap a couple of weeks ago, and Nate Guerrero was talking about you know his. I think he called them jumps, right? Where you're like just like eight hard pedal strokes as hard as you can, basically take a minute off and do that, like times oh, uh, in a
0: workout that's basically a so that's a BMX practice um yeah like we, we'll start with you know you start with four pedal strokes and then you work up to doing the eight to the first jump and then you work up to you know going to the first jump and then going hard all the way to the first turn which is about 10 seconds um so but then you get full recovery and then you do it again and I've definitely gone to the point where, you know, I'm basically to the point of failure where, you know, you, your your leg that's forward on the standing start is the one that you push the most with. Um, not everybody can, but I can start with both feet. Um, so I've gotten to the point where both legs have failed during at a BMX practice, <laughs> and then I'm just like, I to the coach, I'm done. I'm old. I'm done. <laughs> so I think we've, I think we've probably wrapped that up, Brent, Did you, sorry, did you have something? No,
2: I was just going to say, I think that was good. I think that's good. You know, we don't always talk about training that much, but it's good for everyone to know where those plans are, how to get them integrated in the system. And just, yeah. you know, th- as you're, you know, if you're new and you're frustrated by racing, here's some thoughts about how you can do some things that are different. I think that's all good stuff for people to know.
0: Yeah. And I guess to, uh, the first time I did that training plan, the reason I did it was I got dropped hard by the koalas, which was at, at the time was the slowest team in the zone one herd one, uh, you know, Aussie evening, very early morning for Eastern North America. Um, and I, I got dropped hard. And then I was like, you know what? I, I'm better than I I can be better than this. not that I am better than this, but I, I can ride better than this and I did that I did that training plan uh Stuart had actually just put up the hill climbers plan and I was doing I was doing enough riding that the sweet spot I didn't think was going to be challenging and it was perfect and it it did a lot for me so yeah that's uh it worked it worked very well. But when you're not happy with how you're doing and getting clo- getting dropped, say on the volcano, um, then yeah, that's uh doing a doing a, a block of structure training can work very well. Yeah.
1: It can honestly getting dropped uh in a category that you feel like you should be able to hold on to or or if you've just newly upgraded and you it's a yeah. whole new world and you're just like wow how do i hang on to this it can be good motivation to actually do some structure
0: yeah and as much as you feel like i've been racing i've been at the top of my category um i've been promoted i i'm you know you identify as the category that you were in before give it a try um actually try a block of structured training and there's a very good chance you can get to the point of being competitive in the next category yeah. So anyway, thank you everybody. Thank you for listening, and hope you come in next week. Uh, there's a couple links I think I promised I'd uh, put in uh, after we'd uh, after we posted this. So we'll see if I can remember those. And uh, thank you everyone, and good night. Don't stop believing. I <laughs>